0: Welcome back, balls of magic, you badass motherfuckers. You ready? It's 2022.
1: You badass motherfuckers starting the year off with a ba b- b- ba no, I'm
0: just like in with a whole bunch of new shit and out with the, with the bullshit.
1: Well, let's get into it. Get into Hi, welcome to our podcast. Welcome to Be Queer.
0: My name is Alex, and my pronouns are they, them.
1: I think I just called our podcast Welcome to Be Queer, but I think it's Welcome to How to Be Queer. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we
0: are, I, I, last night we watched Queer Eye, and he talked about he has not subscribed to coming out.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: yes and it's like, right. We're so on this defense. It's no, 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 I am telling you who I am. You either, I, I either welcome you into my life or you out.
1: I have to say. Not me. When we talk about Queer Eye, we're just jumping right in. Well, but we, we, okay. But before we do that, well, let's do all the the housekeeping stuff. Because um, I do want to talk about chromo and Queer Eye. But I want to um, thank Youth Scene, who is our our sponsor. They are amazing. Please go visit their organization, youthscene.org. And that's S-E-E-N. You guys are amazing. You do amazing work, and you support this podcast, which is awesome. So, thank you, Alex. What are you doing with your microphone?
0: <laughs>
1: you can find us. Um, you can find us on TikTok, Alex the Human Human, or Kim Salvaggio One Hundred and One. You can find us on all sorts of social media platforms under Balls of Magic, and uh, and you can also find us on the Youth Scene website where we've got some information and some, so look us up, send us, send us some emails, which which is actually what we're going to do a lot today is we're going to share the good, the bad and the awesome feedback that we get. We are going to talk a little bit about some stuff that's been going on in our lives, but let's start with queer eye. So can you, can you, Alex, will you tell everybody because when it comes to queer eye? Like, first of all, I, I love those five humans they're amazing. If you haven't watched the new version of queer, you can find it on Netflix. They're just the most amazing human beings. Karamo has probably been out of the five of them. The one that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I get like his whole thing, like where he brings like the culture aspects, yeah. right? Cause Anthony is, is, you know, your food and Tan, who I love is fashion. Uh, Jonathan non-binary human being is grooming. Um, I'm forgetting somebody Oh, Bobby does your, your home and your house. And then Karamo is, is culture, which is kind of broad.
0: Yeah. I would say I was thinking of this last night too, because I feel like he gets the least amount of airtime. He trans his, he's, I feel like he's like, he's the foundation. Like, like they all bring in this really important aspect of, of how someone lives, but that culture piece, you can only do so much in a, an hour, you know, TV show. Yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, I get what you mean. He brings
1: the most real, like, if you can get what Karamo was saying, then more than likely, like you're, you're going to be able to, cause the other parts are like much more task oriented.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah i feel like well this is why i i connect because he's like the energetic glue
1: he's the right i i i want to be i the last thing i want to be is fashion oh my god what a disaster that would be i love time but like i should not do fashion i can't dress myself hair no (laughs) Can't do food. Well, I, I guess I would be Bobby. I would do. I would love to do their houses. That would make me really happy if we ever do a queer eye lesbian or non bin lesbian non binary gender fluid. Maybe I don't know. I'm just dreaming, but. Yeah. Can we talk about, um, what Karamo said though? Like you just said it like really briefly, but like get into more detail for it for people. Cause it was amazing what he said.
0: So that, that's just a little bit more context, the um, episode was highlighting a transgender woman and she's 22 and she's basically has lost contact with her father and it is really painful for her. And she's like, I, I miss him. And, um, but after my transition, you know, you just sit in this space of like, of trying to figure out like why your parent left you essentially.
1: Oh God, it's heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. And so, but Karamo's like, so first of all, he goes, I don't subscribe to coming out because then, and then when he he goes into, um, he says it much better than me, but essentially um, it's a coming, you're inviting people into your life when you share who you are, because when you say you, you're coming out, you set yourself up for rejection. Mm -hmm. Like Like
1: it's a choice for the other person.
0: Yes. This other person can say, yes, I accept you or no. And it's like, it's actually not that at all. It's like, no, 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 no. Here I am. I'm telling you who I am. Now you get to choose If, or I get to choose based on how you react, if you stay in my life, because it's about my life and my mental health, not if you accept me or not, because I'm going to be who I am no matter what.
1: Yeah, that's really well said. I I had the same reaction when we were watching it because I... I think I subscribed to, um, Hey, I'm, I'm coming out and, Oh my God, or how are people going to react? And what am I going to do to make them comfortable with this? And it really is a backwards way of thinking of it. Um, that really it's, this is who I am. That's non-negotiable. What is negotiable is if you respond in a way that is not supportive of me, I can choose to be me and to walk away from you. So it was just, I I really appreciated what he said. And I have to say the, the person, um, and their name is escaping me right now. What was angel 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 was the, the, the person that the show was focused on. I I really connected with their story. They, um, well, I'm sorry, they use the pronouns. She, she was, um, huge athlete growing up, it sounds like dad and her really connected when she was a kid around athletics and um, wanted football.
0: To of her. Yeah. All the sports he wanted her to do.
1: And she's now a power lifter, yeah. which was really kind of cool to see. And um, one of the parts that was just really, you know, she does reconnect with, with Karamo's help. She really does reconnect with the dad and the dad, listen, you know, the way that they were saying in the show is dad had to take a break. Yeah. dad did not know what the hell to do. And so dad removed himself from angel's life. And then they, when they reconnected, dad showed up really well. And so I have mixed feelings about that. Cause part of me wants to be like, dude, dad, did you really have to take a fucking break from this? Or could you, but then on the other hand, I'm like, you know, you got to meet people where they are. And that's where dad was. And dad's working really hard at building that bridge and reconnecting with his daughter, um, angel. So I I would love to see an update from, from them of where they get, but I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like the dad took a break for a while and
0: how does that sit with you? Yeah. It's, um, I think it's the both also it's like, okay, yes, let's meet people where they are. And also he created a tremendous amount of pain for her. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's crying and she's like, I just don't understand. Like this is so, so that was heartbreaking. That was hard to, I was just kind of like, you know, holding space, but she, you know, it's so synergistic because then she meets him where he is and, um, also holds her own boundary. So when she invites him to the gym that she works at and also lifts at, the first thing she said to him is welcome to my safe space.
1: Yeah, she totally did. She
0: was like, and for me, I was like, oh, good for you. Like, you are basically saying you're either gonna, you're either in with this with me or you're, or you're not. And you have now entered into my territory and I'm welcoming you into my life. And if, and if you fuck this up, like, so I have lots of strong feelings about it because I'm very, you know, I have, I understand a lot of the angles.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was, um, Thank you for bringing that up about your entering my safe space. I I really I wonder who Angel, whoever Angel, I'm assuming Angel had someone in her life that may was helping her set some of those boundaries. Therapist support group, but man, she she's a
0: she's kind of badass, right? I mean, talk about like, I mean, I was in the weight room this morning. I'm like, right, lessons that you learn in the weight room.
1: Oh yeah. Man, we could do an entire episode around your experience in the weight room as a non-binary, you know, and, and, and like, a, I, I know you're not a power lifter, but like you move some serious weight around in the, but that, you know, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole today. Doesn't mean another, another episode, but if you haven't watched, um, queer eye, uh, on Netflix, it's a really, I, I love it. I love how, um, man, they're just out there. They, yeah. they are really out there with, with who they are. And I love it. Yeah. I just love it. Just they're, authentic. they're very authentic. So, um, a little bit of a, uh, we had a really interesting break. So this is, we're, we're back from, we're back from taking, I think something like 12 days or something like that. Like most people do it. You know, if you're, if you're, um, living with a certain amount of entitlement and privilege, right. You get a lot of time off at the end of the year, which we do. And we had, um, some really interesting stuff happened. So the first thing is, is we got COVID. So <laughs> we were both fine. We both were fairly asymptomatic. Um, had some fatigue, but had to essentially quarantine for you know eight or nine days. I think we're just slowly starting to come out into the world again. Um, my parents got it, which was my biggest um, my biggest fear over the last twenty two months was my parents getting sick because we lost uh, someone really, really close to us a year ago from COVID. And so I've been holding myself really tight, like, oh my God, I I don't want my parents to get sick. My parents got it. My father was asymptomatic. My mother had symptoms, but again, really mild. So this is your reminder, folks. Vaccines actually work. Boosters work. Science is cool. cool. Um, We were really, really lucky that, you know, we got it. We were, you know, I think one of the kids had it, She's fine. All of our kids are vaccinated. Uh, science works. Yeah. And it is not just about keeping ourselves safe, but I, I don't know what people got going on out there and I'd like to keep them safe too. So even though we were asymptomatic, we also quarantined, um, you and I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> we had a lot of, we drank a lot. <laughs> yeah, love the wine. We love the wine. We're back on our, we're, and our, oh, we're doing, um, damp January, which, uh, I'll, I'll come back to damp January in a minute. The other thing that happened to us out here is if you've been following the news at all, uh, an absolutely horrific winter, um, wildfire happened at less than five miles from our house. Mm-hmm. Um, right. As of now, it's 900 some homes that have been, that were destroyed countless businesses, As far as loss of life, I think they're down to like just two people that are that they haven't been able to find. Um it was and it is just absolutely mind-blowing the devastation that is, you know, in a neighbor a neighborhood from where we are, that we it's where we shop, it's where we go out to eat. We were just there for our friend Andrea's birthday. We did the the one of the um, escape rooms that are there. You and I, t- like what, like what well, we were quarantining, but a handful of days before the fire happened, we were we were there. It's where we bought the craft store where we bought stuff for our wedding. Like we were in and out of that space constantly because it's so close to our house. Um, while the fires were going on, we were glued to the TV set. We're watching it, and it's getting closer and closer and closer to our house. And it does get to the point where um, we and and neighbors and my parents, we started um, packing bags because we were learning from the news and from other people that were affected. You had seconds to get out of your house. The wind was blowing it sometimes up to 100 miles per hour. It was spreading ember fires. The fire was spreading across football fields in a matter of seconds. So, Yeah.
0: Football field lengths in seconds. In seconds. Insanity.
1: So, you and I kind of got the news of we're looking at the way that the winds are blowing. We're looking where our house is. We're starting to realize, okay, we're, it's six, you know, it's 10 miles away. It's, you know, eight miles away. It's now four miles away. And so, we had to make the decision of we got to, we got to start getting our stuff together in case we have to skedaddle really quickly. That was a sobering and, Really surreal experience, and luckily, our house—the wind—probably right about when they were going to start to call evacuations for where we live, the wind died. Um, my heart just, uh, my heart is just there for the folks that the 900 families right now that are trying to find temporary housing. Um, They've lost everything. The community has absolutely rallied and come together. But please, people, if you're listening to this, like you gotta, we gotta think about there's the immediate need, and then there's gonna be the long term need. Um, And that long term need is gonna be for a long time. You cannot rebuild in a global pandemic where there's already a supply chain management issue. How in the world do you start to rebuild? Um, Our community is amazing. If you are able to um, support or give to families in any way, you know, reach out to us over email because we're in contact with a a number of people that are doing some shopping and um money and whatnot we're happy to connect you with some resources but uh boulder community foundation if you're listening to this that is a foundation that you absolutely can send some money to and i think that they will that will go a long way in helping them rebuild but you and i are safe
0: we're safe yeah it was
1: pretty hard though
0: yeah it was hard you know it was um Surreal kind of trying to catch up and then seeing the uh, drone footage on the next morning, like, oh my gosh.
1: I mean, entire neighborhoods gone, right. flattened in a matter of, they said in some in some cases, you, it was like within an hour, your house would be standing and then gone. Like not even a two by four left standing. It gives you an idea of the heat of, of what those fires produced.
0: Yeah, well, and in then, and then some instances like just across the street, all the houses are fine. Yeah. So anyway,
1: the way that the wind blows, I mean, but it was, um, I just, my heart goes out to those families. If there is a way that you, anyone feels like they can support community, um, Boulder community foundation is uh, a wonderful organization. They are absolutely making, um, a lot of strides in helping these families. If you can, that's a great place to go. And maybe Alex, you and I can link it somehow, but I don't mean to insensitively switch gears, but we're going to. So we want to talk about, do you want to talk about, um, we do a thing in uh, our house in January where we do a um, vision board every year. Yes. You want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say really quick, so sorry to go one step back. Comfound, dot org is community foundation. Boulder County is the homepage.
1: Okay. You want to say that one more time for people?
0: Um, C O M M F O U N D com found.org.
1: Yeah. If you guys, if anyone out there is, is feeling like, Hey, I want to help in some way, they need money is what they need. All right. Okay. Um, so yeah, sorry. Like I, there's no really good way to segue that, but you know, I, I don't know what else to say right now, other than we're going to keep looking forward. Mm-hmm. Um, 2022. I and I keep telling you it feels weird when I say that. 2022. Cuz it's almost like 2022. Like oh, you know what I mean like you're doing the year 2020. No, not which <laughs> 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 Which do you think was harder? 2020 or 2021? Um
0: my gut right away was 2020.
1: You, mine is twenty twenty one. I think twenty twenty one was was harder for me.
0: Emotionally, yes.
1: I mean, here's the thing: they're both freaking hard to hell. Yeah,
0: it's hard. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing like which thorn is worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and we had uh, the one thing in twenty twenty one that I went to is the, the pandemic obviously got really kind of scary for a while there, and um, now we have all these different variants, but I also go to things like the insurrection happened and, um, it it just, it's been an unbelievable 22 months. And now here we are, it's 2022. You and I did not get COVID for 22 months into this thing. We, we get it. Um, again, science, science works, believe in science. Um, I think for, do, do you have like anything on your, cause I, anyway, we make these vision boards every year yeah, boards. and I th- swear to God, they work. I put a lot of things in my vision board as even just a daily reminder of like what I'm working towards.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think so too. I think they work too. There was a, there was a few things off the top of me. Well, yeah. Off the top of, of, of my head from the last year that came true.
1: Yeah, I I think for me, I, I, I always have the things like I, I want to keep succeeding in my job. I always want us to have financial security. Um, I really last year, and I think because we were in, we were full in the pandemic, I'm like, I don't know how much we're going to get to like travel this year. Um, so I did put up a lot of things where it was like just spending time, like intentional time, which felt really good. And then always um, bringing it back to, you know, what I work for, which is a lot of what this podcast is about, mm-hmm. um, that we bring visibility to people that uh, have been oppressed and marginalized in some ways that are, are just completely, we, we just want to change. We just want to change the world around us. And so keeping that vision of, I think, a world where people are really seen and heard for who they are and no longer have to face discrimination and oppression just for being. Yep. So we're going to continue on with that in 20. 20- 22. Yes. Yeah. So
0: we're covering um you, did did you so many things we're covering, Did you want to jump in you wanna
1: jump right into it? What we're gonna to do today?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows what's what the direction we're going.
1: Yeah. So sometimes I think you know I do love a list. I got a good list for us today. So you know, sometimes like podcast ideas. Alex and I will kind of like walk around the house and I'll be like, what about this? What about that? What about this? And we're always kind of bouncing ideas off of each other, which is really fun. Um, And then last night we were, we were going to bed and I'm, if if anybody else is an insomniac out there, um, going to bed can be a really stressful time of day for you. Um, and so I try to occupy my mind with like really peaceful things, but then I'll be like, Ooh, this idea. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And so we were going to bed last night and you're so cute. Cause you lay down and you're like, you do this like breathing thing. And you're such a freaking energetic God that you just are like, and then in 30 seconds, you're like, this is so relaxing. And I'm like laying on you and I'm like, Oh my God, am I ever going to fall asleep? <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll stir and spin a little bit, but memory, Yeah. You're
1: really good at quiet quieting your mind. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I get.
1: Um, you don't think so? Yes. Yes
0: and no. Because I mean, I spin on stuff also. I just <laughs> yell at myself in the side of my head. <laughs> Shut the fuck
1: up. <laughs> Nobody cares. Shut up.
0: <laughs> Keep working.
1: So I always I always see you as you you are very good at dropping into your body. Yeah. You're very good at that, where I struggle a little bit with that. Life is a practice. So I'm good at lots of things, but dropping into my body and finding peace to go to sleep, not one of them. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, let's keep going. We'll see. Now you gotta say it because I'm like, how are you gonna get a How are you gonna get a crass comment from that? it in
0: your body. I'm like, well, some.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah. Okay. I know.
1: You usually can find some crassness anywhere.
0: Because <laughs> Works like that. You're stuck with me, yeah. I'm
1: legally bound to you. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. That was a great thing from 2021. Okay, sorry. okay. So um, where are we? Oh, so we're laying down. Alex is dropping into their body and their energetic being and are like, Oh, it's time for sleep. Everything's so wonderful. And I, of course I'm sitting there like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What's happening in life? What's that thing over there? What's that sound like? <laughs> I'm spinning like a hamster on a wheel, but I had this We have, um, if you, if you follow us outside of the podcast, um, Alex has a amazing, um, TikTok channel where they put a lot of information out, which it's like, imagine like a minute version of this podcast is kind of like what your TikTok TikTok account could be like little sound bites bites from, from this podcast. So if you're not following Alex on TikTok, Alex, the human, human, you're going to want to follow them. But what we're going to do today is. You get a lot of amazing questions. And I'm going to read some of them and then Alex you're going to comment back on them. Are you ready? Okay. Cuz you you and you you may want to do it for more than a minute.
0: I feel like you get more questions.
1: Okay, you look at mine and I'll look at yours. How's that sound? Okay. You ready? Yeah. You ready for the first one I'm going to give you? Okay. Can I ask a question? Just want to know how I would use they. When I refer to a single person, I hope I'm not being offensive.
0: People preference a lot of things um, on m- my page and even your page, like not wanting to be offensive. And I guess I have a lot of thoughts about that. Like number one, we're so conditioned that asking questions is a bad thing. And that, um, or we were, sh- well, no we were shamed at some point. If, if, if you have trouble asking questions and I'm speaking from my own experience that I, I have had trouble asking questions in my life because I, for whatever reason, but, um, so it's hard to offend me. And I, I, I think that's just where I'm at because I know that people are coming from their own experience and place. So,
1: so, and typically if you are putting in your question, Hey, I don't mean to be offensive like you're not necessarily like, chances are you're not being offensive. If you're like, Hey, I just genuinely don't understand this. I'm not saying I'm not asking to offend. Like that's usually a pretty good preface for like, Oh, this person just genuinely wants to learn something. Yeah. Right.
0: Usually when there's like snark and like passive aggressiveness, which I have no, no patience for, um, is when like people will comment and then say, no offense, but
1: Yeah. I always love it. No offense, but here I go, I'm going to start offending you. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So I find it, I find it super interesting too, that, um, well, well, do you want to answer the question though? It was essentially like how, and you can answer this one really quickly. I think we've even done it on here before, but like, how do you, and this is a really common question. We get, you get this question probably more than anything else. How is they
0: used as a singular? So I think a, a, few, a few different things. We forget that we use they as singular all the time, and it's been in the Oxford Dictionary, like in the thirteen hundreds. I go into one of my one of my TikToks about more like the history of, of they, and even like that non-binary is not a new thing. Like right. Look up your English literature; like they is all over it. So um, if you're trying to say, you know, I don't subscribe to they, or um, you know, it's plural, like go do your research and be quiet. Um, but
1: are we also going to break down the privilege of entitlement of somebody saying, I don't subscribe to this?
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> so, and also I'll just say, like, I spend, it probably takes me like 20 minutes to make a one-minute TikTok video. So, I just like to. That's a little backstory for that. But with the they, it's like it's it's the wallet story. Um, mm-hmm. I, I used I used to use a different one, but essentially, at the wallet one's my favorite. Where you come upon a wallet, you know, you're like, oh gosh, I wonder who lost their wallet. I hope they can find it. Let's help them. Where should we put it? Let's help them find it. Let's. We
1: use this all the time.
0: We use it all the time. So once you start, it, when the seed is planted, you will now find yourself using they all the time.
1: It's all the time
0: as a singular, like oh, oh, like look at them over, you know, or yeah. A bunch of different
1: so while the question, of course, is not offensive to say, hey, like I'm just not sure how I use they as a singular. What is offensive is saying I don't subscribe to that.
0: Yeah, like if, if, if you come on my, on my page and you're and I'm, I'm putting myself out there on purpose, like I want people to ask questions because I get that this is like new, it was new for me. And so like I want to like really disarm um, a, a lot of it and so yeah just just ask questions and um. But if you're gonna if you're gonna come on my page and you're like God will save you, you're full of Satan. Like oh,
1: we'll get to that question in a minute. (laughs) Okay. And fuck off. And so the the other one that you you get a lot of is why couldn't you be non-binary without transitioning? So said in another way, because that's one way someone put it. But repeatedly, I see this on your page, which is how are you non-binary and transgender?
0: Yeah. This um this is a, a yeah super common question i think so let's just i'll go i'll go to the language so non-binary is um is like and a gender identity it's both genders it's neither gender you are outside you're non-binary you're outside the binary so i say not all transgender people and, and i've gone over this in the, in the podcast before should i
1: i say just do it really quick like, yeah
0: so not all non-binary people are transgender. Not all transgender people are, are non-binary because there are binary transgender people. There are people who are, who are assigned male at birth, who are assigned female at birth, and are like, no, I am this, uh, the, the quote-unquote, opposite. The,
1: the opposite binary of what was assigned at birth.
0: Because binary is like, we've got two options. And, and And we're taught that there's two options for gender, but there's not. And so, um, so it's still kind of like I don't know, but anyway. Um, so then, transgender, I use I use non-binary because I f- I feel I'm outside the binary, and also I transitioned away from the gender I was assigned at birth, which was female. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I play, I did the homework of female, of of that of that I, the the stereotypical Aww. or like, uh, however it felt for me, I'm. I'm like I am not that, so I transitioned. I transcended into myself. I transitioned away from that label, and um, and I am I'm masculine at the center. So I'm I'm not. I don't. Some, some people who feel they're right in the middle of the binary, they consider non-binary. But since for me, since I'm a little bit more on the.
1: I don't know. You're you're yeah, you're you're masculine of center. But, that, but you're also still not in either either heteronormative yeah. binary.
0: Yeah. I also brought in the piece in the in the video about about transitioning. Like transgender people aren't the only people that transition. Like we all, if if we look at it in that greater scope, like if you tell me you're the same person you were 20 years ago, sorry about your luck. Like you should be transitioning and evolving all the time. So there's just, there's layers to it. And and for a transgender person, you're you're evolving and transcending into your, into a gender that or,
1: or a, st- a being or an I- identi- an identity. Yeah. So, you know, it's, so some of the things like, and I'm going to just, we're going to do rapid fire of like the shitty things that people say really quick. And you can choose to tell people how much you want, but like, oh God how many definitions and labels. It's stupid. You know what I think is stupid. (laughs) It's not ignorance. It's truth. Seek God and he will set you free from the lies Satan tells you. I mean, come on. i still don't get it. Born female then says changing gender then says, I want to be both. And then we got some big eyeballs on that one. I, I don't even know how to respond to that because well, I'm just going to say for a second, like as a, as a, as a partner, I, well, and I get my own questions and I guess they're on my page, but Alex knows this. I refuse to like look at a lot of the comments on their on my TikTok page, because I really don't give a fuck. But I think what enrages me as an ally is when people feel that they want something to make sense to them. And then they think because they live in the you know, majority that they get to determine what makes sense. What's stupid. Oh, I mean, and some of these people actually telling us what God thinks and what God wants. I mean, can we just like break down how egotistical you have to be as a person to be like, well, this is what God thinks, (laughs) (laughs) or you think you have a direct pipeline into exactly what God's thinking, because the, the Bible's a book folks. Um,
0: if you you think you have a pipeline into every other person's sense of self, like you think you could tell someone else, like check yourself.
1: So Alex, that's, I guess like, if you can respond just a little bit, when you get those comments, like this is stupid, you're stupid. The labels are stupid. um, You're letting Satan in. Like, how do you respond to that? (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> Captain, Underbite Captain Underbite just hacked something up. Well, now we know how you would respond, Captain Underbite.
0: Can I just say to
1: give people a visual, we have a, a front room in our house, which is where we do our podcast. And we have this really cute round um, table yeah. and we have three chairs and then it sits under a window. And so Alex and I sit across from, we have the you know, big microphones in front of us and the, and the big you know earphones. I think you call them the cans. Is that what you call them? Oh. You call them cans?
0: Oh, um, what do you call these? Um, someone else did. Yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs> Captain Underbite actually sits at the table with us with a microphone in front of him.
0: Yep. <laughs> like, I'm here, yo. You keep talking about me. <laughs> you invite me to the table here.
1: Right? He literally sits at the table with the microphone in front of him. I I, know, I would love to put the earphones on him, but I can't imagine that would go well. But I'm sorry. So what when people say to you, stupid. Why do you have so many labels? You should listen to God. You're inviting Satan in. I I hear what you're saying, but I'm just going to say, no, I'm not going to accept this. Like, what do you say to them?
0: I think um, I won't. So a little bit of the, the spectrum. So I spent a really long time explaining myself over and over again to people and, and staying in spaces where people um took that that energy from me and the and the work that I've done on myself over over time is now you know it doesn't hurt any. it used to really hurt my feelings so that basically I would, I would take it personal and I'm like and now and all the work that I've done on myself I I'm in this space where I'm like what people say and what they do has nothing to do with me and because I'm I hold myself accountable for my own actions and the things that I say. And that even when people respond or even when people write that stuff on my page, I'm like, this isn't about me. And, and, but, but also I'm going to say it's, it takes a lot of work to get to that, that space. Yeah. And there's days where I'm like, Oh God, that fucking hurts. Like, and then you want to like throw it back at them. Like, let me just, let me just pick up a ball of shit and throw this back at you. And I'm like, you know what, but that's not who I want to be. And that's not what I value and and, and who I am. So I, um, it's kind of a, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge for me to dig deep and be like, okay, this person, I, I, I anchor into, um, compassion, empathy, and then create distance.
1: You're a really nice person. Cause I kind of want to throw things at them.
0: Well, I do too. Okay. um, I I want to like you know I'll have I I definitely you know I'll imagine running people over the bus you know yeah so I'm I'm human I'm I'm I get angry and I get but I but I know that what I do with it matters.
1: I I think for me, and that's so beautifully said. And and you're absolutely right because it is not the person that you want to be. You don't want to be a person that just slings mud because someone slung it at you I I know that that's not that's not who you are and I really I love obviously you know I love you and admire you but sometimes I'm like wouldn't like one really good like hard-hitting mud sling feel really good but I guess it would just feel good temporarily in a second
0: well and yeah and there's I think my perspective of what that sounds like has shifted so for me I'm like well I'm not gonna th- Throw, I'll throw some shade, but I'm also not gonna be cruel. I'm not gonna call someone a name. So then it's like, I I actually find it really enjoyable and fun. I read the comment and I'm like, okay, so how can I really just basically let it be known that like I don't I don't give a shit like and also But not ignore it. I don't know. So yeah, that that balance of like, no, you don't actually say that to me, and also um, upholding who I who I am.
1: You know, I'd also love to know, especially for the for the people that throw the 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 G word around, the God word around. If your God is so beautiful and so loving and so uh, accepting, right? Then what are you doing here? what, what in the world are you doing? Cause that's not the God that I subscribe to. It's actually not the God. Most people I think subscribe to, but the things that people will do in the, in God's name that are just really about, um, the oppression and the dehumanization of something that's just different from them. That's not yeah, God.
0: They're, they're hiding behind this. Well, I love God. So therefore I'm going to be a piece of shit. Like. Yeah. Do these things and say, but I believe in God. Someone asked me on there, like, I'm, you know, are, are you, do you believe in God? And I'm like, well, I bo- I'm i spiritual. I'm not religious. But anyway, so.
1: Well, I've, that's a really good point, though. Like, God is not, our, our gods are not the same. Our gods don't speak to us the same. They don't look the same. God to me is not necessarily every Sunday going to a, a, a place of worship and reading what was put into a book. Um, that's religion, religion and spirituality and believing in God, believing in a hammer power. These are all different things and incredibly personal. So, because, you know, and if you're going to throw God around at, at me, I'm going to also tell you like, well, I mean, do you eat shellfish? Right. Do you, did, did you stone your, your wife's brother's sister when they did something wrong? Like there's a lot of shit in that book that we would not do. So when they, you know, there's a couple Bible verses that constantly get thrown in our faces and I'm like, but I don't see you living by every single thing that that Bible says either. So this hierarchy of, and that was one of the things that was on your page once where somebody started telling us to read the Bible. And I'm like, oh, you want to go toe to toe on Bible verses? Cause I will go there with you. Yeah. I will do it. You want to start naming quotes? Cause I got 12 freaking years of school behind me with this shit. You want to go toe to toe. And you know, Alex, they stopped engaging with me. Uh-huh. Wonder why they're scared, scared, them away with my, well, do you want me to start listing out all the things that. Um, you know, it's, it's a book, it's a book, it's got some really great morals and some really great stories. And, um, this is not to say that I don't believe in, in, in the messages that you can derive from it, but to use that to basically oppress another person, you got something twisted there folk. So, okay. One of the other common questions that I saw is because when we, we went on here and we started telling people like, Hey, yo, we got married and we're wives right why and this is a really common one why wife that word has a feminine connotation so alex why are you a wife
0: why it's a tough one
1: right because it does have a feminine connotation to it
0: it does i've read that that comment and i've i've come back to it multiple times because i haven't quite formed a verbal answer yet um you and I have had multiple conversations about um thing words that we use for each other with each other and you know like I'm definitely wife is root I mean how far back where I don't even know where to begin it because it's like wife is like rooted in heteronormative it is uh, normative culture so yes it does have a feminine but also I was assigned female at birth and so I'm, I'm not rejecting my feminine you know
1: you're not rejecting the fact that you're feminine yeah or masculine yeah I you're guess. acknowledging that you have both
0: yeah and I'm acknowledging like I'm I'm, I'm a they them wife because they them is my gender identity but I'm um, well, I
1: think that that's the, and, and truthfully that I don't mind this question because this was a lot of conversation between you and I, before we got married, because yeah. I was like, Alex, what, what, what are we going to call you? Cause spouse to me feels really, um, sterile, sterile. Yeah. and partner where, yeah, of course you're my partner and people who are legally married can be partners, but there's a, um, there's a rights and a legal aspect to that. Right. And I think that's why it's so triggering to so many people in the community when you're like, well, it's my partner versus my husband or wife, because that legal right was taken from the community for, I mean, we're talking, it's only been five years, folks, five years that, that people within this community have been able to have the legal benefits and, and recognition of, of what's considered marriage. I mean, you could be married in your hearts, but like, no, we deserve the same rights as everybody else. So to say partner, it doesn't feel, um, it doesn't feel, it doesn't acknowledge like the folks that came before us that had to fight for us to have this right. So then you're like, well, then, you know, husband or wife, you do want to take that on, but I can't call you my husband. No. Right. That doesn't fit. It doesn't fit you. And it also doesn't fit me. Yeah. So wife is what we kind of landed on as the best possible fit out of all of the labels that you could give. That's acknowledging our rights, acknowledging who both of us are. But most of the time I'm like, that I made them wife. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand why people ask that one because it took us a little bit to get our heads wrapped around it.
0: Yeah, it's layered for sure. Cause I mean, really, like y- yeah, when I was talking about, you know, assigned female birth, like it goes. <laughs> Does it all go back to the body yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the body and then there's like so there's i can just I, I i see how the steps lead but you know language as we know language is constantly evolving as as we evolve and, and dig deeper into ourselves and so like you know there's spouse there's partner there you know there's gonna be someone some, i don't know we could create like a non-binary uh, it, it just, it they, them, wife is perfect.
1: It's perfect for, yeah. Until someone can create a new word that acknowledges all of the things. That's what we're sticking with. Yeah. What other questions do you feel you get more than, I mean, I think the biggest ones are obviously, a, I don't understand how you're non-binary and trans, which we went over. Um, they being singular, um, what other questions do you find, like, especially where it's like, a, you know, a one minute quick answer, like which ones do you find you you're having to answer over and over again?
0: It's, I would say the number one thing is how are you, how are you both? How can you be non-binary and transgender? How does that work? Cause then it identify for me, it, it shows that people still have this idea that trans being trans is binary. Um, that it's, you know, you're, you're not even like switching or changing genders here. Anyway, there's that. Um, but I'm trying that had something. Yeah.
1: In. I think a lot of people too, when, when they, when you're, you're open about being transgender, they immediately want to know a lot of very personal things yeah. around your body parts yeah. and around, um, human replacement or hormone replacement therapy.
0: Yeah. I think it's, you know, and I don't talk a lot of I don't I, I don't talk a lot about it uh, on TikTok um not because I don't want to but it's just complex that you know gender identity non being non-binary being transgender um it's it's your sense of self and so like that's complicated and hard to wrap up in in like a little one minute bit um but she wasn't I wasn't um but that, yeah, that being transgender, being non-binary, you know, we're because we're so visual as humans, we want to, you know, body parts and and hormones and. But you can be trans and not do a thing to your body ever.
1: I think that's a, a, a thank you for saying that because I find that we get that question a lot. People automatically equate your identity still to your body parts, so. And that is not the case for a lot of people. They're like, well, and so I don't know if you want to say any more about that, but how do you start to explain to people like, Hey, I can transcend away from the gender I was assigned at birth and never change a single thing about my body. Yeah. Or is it just that statement? say that one more time. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking in what you're saying and that I think I'm guilty of this as well is of the way that I was, an, you know, before I became intimately and, and, you know, c- connected with a transgender person in my life, I had this misconception that transgender number one was that you were moving away from the, the sex that you were assigned at birth, but that you immediately went into the other binary. Yeah. Right? Like I ha- I didn't know, and and you've talked about this too, like you didn't know yourself until someone helped you with the language. And then that helped me with the language of understanding, like being transgender doesn't just mean trans man, trans woman. Yeah. There's a lot of identity in there. Mm-hmm. And that not every person who is going to identify as non-binary or trans man, trans woman, trans mask, trans femme, whatever other, that n- might not necessarily mean that they want to actually change their body. But the assumption that people make is they go very quickly to, well, what surgeries are you going to do?
0: I mean, yeah, we talked about when I transitioned, when I shared my transition at work where, you know, a member was like, well, are you going to go on hormones? Like it right away went to, so I guess, um,
1: how are you physically going to change your body
0: now that, yeah, now that you've, you've told us who you are on the inside, how are you going to make your outside match your inside? And it's like, oh, it doesn't really work like that. Like, my outside is how I want my outside to look. And, and, and yes, I take hormone therapy, I, I take um, testosterone because it just feels right for me. That's the only other reason that I need. And, um, and then so I think we're so. I think is as, as we're so, you know.
1: Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah. And if if you don't want to answer this, we'll edit it out. But what made you decide to take? Like, what was the reason that you were like, yeah, I want to go on hormone therapy?
0: Um, it was multi-layered. It was so when so when someone when my therapist helped was now helping me navigate my identity. Um, you know, giving me a lot of you new know, language and. Um, So I talked a little bit about, like, I was obsessed with, like, what does it mean to be, how do I be non-binary when I've been non-binary my entire life (laughs) and now was just seeing it. and
1: Oh, Alex, say that one more time for people, right? You were trying to figure out how to be non-binary, not just realizing that you've been non-binary the whole time. It was just if you were going to actually acknowledge it. Oh boy. So okay. I
0: spent, after I came out and realized I was non-binary, I literally was kind of obsessed with like, what does it mean to be non-binary? Like, how do I need to, and it was a lot about my parents and because that was easy quote unquote at the time it was easy things to change. And it was harder to hold my sense of self that had been there the entire time. So you, so, um, so yeah, I had, I had to see that I'd been non-binary the entire time and um that I just had to be.
1: And so so the way that but then you did make the decision.
0: I did. So then when I got to to go on hormone therapy. Yeah. So when, when when that because I also thought that only binary I had that I narrative that not only bi- binary transgender people went on hormone therapy. And then it was like, you know, no, there's also this, this spectrum of gender identity, but there's a spectrum of hormone therapy and you can go on a low dose or a high dose. Like you and I walked into my doctor together and she was like, do you want to be a man yesterday? Or do you want to, you know, And I was like, no, 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 I'm, you know, I told her and she's like, oh, okay. So we start you on this. And, and I was like, and it was just down to the only proof I needed was this feels so right. And, and that's what almost actually, it's, it's been two years, um, almost. No, this, this January is, is my three year anniversary. Oh my. I started in January of 19.
1: Oh my God. It's like everyone else with COVID. I'm like, what freaking year is it? What's happening? Okay. Yeah. It's been three years. Yeah,
0: so like, and I know that I can stop taking tea at any, any time I want to. And right now I don't. So,
1: cause it just feels feels right. Which goes to, I mean, there's so many layers in which we can talk about this, but one of the things that really hits me is, you know, the trust that you have to have in yourself to be able to know what feels right for you. And then the people around you have to support that. Right. Because I have no idea what feels right for you or what doesn't as your partner, you know, you know, like you have to, I, you have to tell me, and then I have to not be try to, you know, I, cause I think I, my mind goes a little bit too like, we know that a lot of people, what is it? Less than 30% of relationships survive. Um, yeah. when one of the members of the, the couple transitions. And so, you know, as a partner, and I know that we're going to do a separate episode on this because that is, that is shocking numbers, right? That couples that go through this, most of them aren't going to stay a couple. And so you started to think about, well, why, why would you not say a couple? And one of the things you just said, it definitely hit me in this place of like, there's so much as a partner of trust that has to exist. Like you have to trust yourself to know you don't need any other reason to do hormone therapy other than it feels right to me, Kim. Right. And I have to be like, Alex knows themselves. They know what's best for them. Mm -hmm. This isn't about me. And so it goes back to that. When someone tells you who they are, believe them, Yeah, give them the space to trust themselves. It, it's just not about you as the partner or the family member or the parent or the mother. It is about the person that's transitioning. And that was something you and I had to learn like in real time together
0: yeah and and you're you're finding you're discovering this awareness about yourself and also i wanted to it meant a lot to me to be aware of the of the toxic masculine culture yeah and so like you know i was terrified of and we talked a little bit about this on on the wren episode like i did not that you know where that narrative that the false narrative that you know, if you go on T, you become this like world rager. And it's like, no, that's, that's really wrong. And and also though, um trusting myself, but then also trusting, you know, your experience of so like, am I, how am I changing? How am I interacting differently? Is this, how does this affect you? Like, does this is affecting me. Like, it's just constant conversation.
1: Yeah. And I think that was, that's as a partner, that's one of the one of the things where, listen, if I was a shitty person, I could have manipulated the fuck out of that, right? That every time we would get into an argument, I'd be like, "Well, you're just void
0: raging." <laughs> I'd be like, why
1: are you talking about? Right, like you can see where, like, boy, you really gotta trust each other to get into this with each other because, you know. And I think as a partner, you know, of course, I went through, um, parts of it like how, how was this gonna Change the dynamic that existed between the two of us, and like most people, like you're in a relationship, and you're like, shit. Does my partner still like want to be at want to be with me? And we all go through certain, you know, parts of that in a relationship of like, God, you know, we've been, you know, do you still want me? Do I still want you? Um, it is a big deal to do, to go through transition. There's there's the private aspects of it. There's the very public. Mm-hmm um you change your name you you know it's a, just this process of like constant strength and vulnerability um of constantly you know people questioning you um getting it wrong in front of you making it about them like it's a it's a long emotionally laborious process for both of you i was
0: say it's yeah for both yeah
1: <laughs> so i mean yeah but 3 years yeah i still remember when you told me who you were yeah and everything since that day has made a hell of a lot more sense.
0: <laughs> I love you. Oh, that's why you're out. No, i kidding.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm
0: about I myself. I'm sorry.
1: No, but I think once you a- acknowledged who you were, your life got a hell of a lot more clear. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You did. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Any other questions you want to answer on this, well, on this one?
0: I remember that you, you, well, so on your TikTok you've gotten, especially in some of your earlier videos, um, how did my transition affect how you label yourself?
1: Oh yeah. People do ask me that a lot. Like, can I still say that I'm a lesbian because I'm with a non-binary person and my short answer is I actually get to refer to myself however the fuck I want. Thanks for asking. <laughs> but my longer, my longer answer to that is, and, and this is honestly, this is probably the number one question I get from people. How can you be a lesbian and be with a non-binary person? And, and again, short answer, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, second answer is my identity is about me. My identity is not about who I'm with. Those are those are two different things to me. So I know who I am. I am a lesbian. I am a person walking around in the body that I'm walking around in. And there, do you gotta be so creepy? (laughs) I I love you. Anyway. I, I, that's who I am. I am a, I, this is my identity. I am a queer woman. Sometimes you'll hear me say I'm a lesbian, whatever word I feel like using, I can just tell you that I know who I'm attracted to. I know what makes my body parts go beep. That is what orientation is to me. So if there was no Alex in this world, which is a very sad and depressing, and I don't want to end up in a ball on the floor, but if there was no Alex, I would still be a lesbian. That's just who I am. It just happens that the person and people will be like, well, doesn't that make you pansexual? No, actually it fucking doesn't. But thanks, Karen. Like <laughs> it's really, you don't actually get to tell me what makes sense to you for me to identify. That's how I identify. That's the end of it.
0: Which makes me kind of sink more because I've been thinking about the word lesbian a little bit more for myself.
1: Ooh, do you tell.
0: I'm not a pan. I'm not, I mean, like, we could, gay, you know, the gays typically for for um, cisgender men have taken, you know, but obviously all, all people can use the word gay, but I'm like, the lesbians, like, you know, you're, the body parts. Yeah. Who you you love and what
1: you just said. Yeah. Orientation to me is like what makes your body go beep. And that could be like beep in your heart. It could be the butterflies that you feel in your stomach. It's that, it's that, that thing, that X factor that someone has, you know, that you, your body and their body, it's just that's what it is. It's that attraction. So, regardless of the person that you're with, if you know that there's like, well, I tend to always be attracted and my body parts are constantly just beeping with this. Like that's, that's how I get to identify. I also reserve the right to change my mind about who I am and where I'm headed at any time. Now, I don't think that's going to happen based off of, you know, you know, what, you know, 20 years of starting to understand myself and attraction to other people, but I don't think any of us have the right to ever question how another person identifies, whether that's their gender identity or their orientation.
0: Yeah.
1: Period. Mm-hmm. But thanks for the question. I have no idea. Where are we at? Where are we at? Um... Captain Underbite is no longer sitting at the microphone. He's laying down in his chair. So that's usually a sign we're about done. Oh, Captain Underbite. Should we wrap this one? Uh, yeah, I feel like
0: so. Yeah, do we cover?
1: I think so, but can we take a minute and just talk a little bit about like, as we wrap this episode, like where where we want to go this year? Because this this podcast is actually a big part of where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Share our podcast. Please share our podcast. We get awesome notes from y'all. Um yeah. You want to read that one? Because it just, it just, and, and I'm hoping they're okay with us saying their name, but this one just, you got me in my feels. Yeah.
0: So if you go, I mean, you can listen to us in case you didn't, I mean, you're obviously listening to us on some platform, but on um, Apple podcasts and Spotify, you can rate, give stars. Something, yeah. Something like that. Give us a, you know, all the thumbs up. Yeah. Um, we got a, so when y'all send us, um, you can talk to us through email on how to be queer podcast at gmail.com. And I guess I'll just use their first name. Yeah. So Corey, hi, Corey. Hi Corey. You emailed us yesterday and I was like, Ooh, listener email. I love this. Um, they, they say, thank you. Uh, dear best podcasters. And I was like, Oh man, that's
1: best podcasters. Boy, we, we are highly produced. <laughs> Why is anyone listening to this?
0: <laughs> um, there's a child
1: Okay, here. quick, read it, read it. <laughs> We're about to get inundated with children.
0: They said thank you for this podcast. Listening to you two makes me laugh. You're lucky it's contagious. The stories you share help me be hopeful that I can learn to be my authentic self. Kim, the vulnerability bubble is extremely real. You can both help me, you both help me I'm not alone this podcast shares important information makes me laugh every time you ask why people listen to this podcast it's because of you all I appreciate you all keep sharing your joy love and laughs thanks again for being awesome humans well Corey thank you for writing and also being an awesome human and connecting with us
1: thanks Corey made my day yeah it's so much better than the Satan ones so thanks (laughs)
0: But I, I, you know, when they, when when Corey writes, um, help me to be hopeful, be hopeful to be my authentic self, and help me feel not alone. Like that, right there. That's some,
1: that's I think Corey summed up why. Yeah. We want to do this podcast because, on a sad note, you and I both had many many years where we felt very very alone. Yep. And when we started the unraveling. There was not a lot out there that we could listen to, that we could read, that we could watch that was like, Hey, you're going to be okay. Yeah. So that's always been my number one thing with doing this is that if, if there's anybody out there and you need hope and you need connection and you just need it, it's hard, but you're going to be okay. You're going to get there.
0: Yeah. It's why chosen family is so, so important. Like the connection, like when you see yourself, when you have people just saying, you know, I'm here. Um, you're building your family. You're building your community, and feeling not alone is a huge part of surviving.
1: Yeah. So, in in our vision of of 2022, okay. is share our podcast and rate our podcast, and please send us emails, send us questions, send us topic ideas. We're we're here, and we really do want to. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. Um, if you, if you feel the need to talk to us about Satan or God, maybe, maybe, maybe not, but <laughs>
0: welcome.
1: we welcome all the other stuff.
0: And it's, yeah.
1: Well, until, so this year, hopefully you will get much more. We're going to try to keep on our weekly schedule, we'll probably take a couple weeks off here and there. Um, it happens. We got an exciting year ahead of us. We are going to take the kids to Disney World. It looks like we might be going to Costa Rica at some point. Hey, a belated honeymoon and celebrating something very special for someone else. Um, Our work is going on. We're going to try to show up as best we can for people that have been devastated by these fires. Um, Please, if you you have not been vaccinated twice and boosted, please go do it. I got to tell you, it was not bad living through. Um, you know, because we were pretty much asymptomatic, but my mind did, especially with the fatigue that we felt, my mind did go a lot to like, this would be fucking scary if I wasn't vaccinated right now. Yeah, believe in science, folks.
0: Yeah. Well, and I went to and those stories that you hear where people um you know got it and then like they're never quite the same. Yeah. And that was like I was like, oh, what if- I mean, I went, I went down a hole for, for a minute.
1: Yeah. Anyway. But as always, we'll be bringing this podcast to you and, and trying to, you know, be better allies ourselves and to share anything that we can. Captain Underbite's here. He's perked up in his seat again. Yeah. Let's, let's end it for tonight. Yeah.
0: Go check us out on um, social media. Uh, how to be queer. I'm, you know, yeah. How to be queer. Well, our email is how to be queer podcast at gmail.com. Balls of Magic on Instagram, Balls of Magic on Facebook, Alex the Human Human on TikTok, and uh, Kim Salvaggio 101 on TikTok. We also have like a link tree on on my TikTok.
1: I have no idea what that means. More
0: more opportunities to connect. So we love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Happy
1: Happy (laughs) 2022. And on that note. Bye. Bye.